in today's episode sharing the middle you're going to hear me talking with marla green she is a nurse practitioner and the entrepreneur behind educatrix seminars you can find all of her information in the show notes more importantly marla shares her amazing story and she and i really bond over our shared experience when it comes to on sudden onset illness and disability. I got so much out of this one and I hope that you do too. Welcome to Sharing the Middle, where recovering perfectionists, overachievers, and anyone in the middle of a struggle come together to learn to embrace the messy middles of life. I'm Lacey, your fellow middler and guide, whose claim to fame this week is actually making dinner last night for her family. I was real proud of myself. I was so excited today to be joined by Marla Green. This is like the podcast that did not want to happen for both me and Marla, but we're here now and I am so excited to have you. So welcome. Thank you. I'm I'm so excited to be here and like you said <laughs> it's, it's the podcast that did not want to happen so but I'm we just, persevered we got here right. Yeah, right. so lots of rescheduled and that kind of stuff, but we're we're here now. So I usually like to start with the question of when I first or when you first heard the concept of the middle, what was kind of your initial reaction about what the middle is for you? Well, um, there were two thoughts. So the first one is that I'm kind of in that sandwich generation. Um, I don't want to say we because you look younger than I am. So, <laughs> so I'm kind of in that sandwich generation. I waited um, a little longer to um, have a child. Um, I was 36 when I had him. So Mm -hmm. I'm raising a nine-year-old. And then my mom lives in the household with us. And she is but don't tell her that I told you her age. So we'll blur it out or something. She's yeah, like, and I'll put like a beep over it. Right, right. Just in case she listens, which I don't even think she knows how to do podcasts. So <laughs> I think we're safe. But so I, I just I feel like I'm in the middle because you know I'm taking care of him and then she kind of needs my help sometimes too, which she doesn't want to admit that yet. Yeah. Um, so that's that. And then also by being an entrepreneur you know, that's kind of like being in in a storm, like in the middle of a storm, you know, you're excited. And you know, you're overwhelmed, and you're overjoyed, and you feel full. But I mean, there's just so much going around. <laughs> so mm-hmm. much, so much, so much, so much. So those are the two things that I thought about. You know, it's interesting that you say storm, because a previous guest said she pictured herself sitting like in a valley and looking around at the mountains around her. And so I'm interested when you say the storm, I'm going to get real kind of in depth. So when I think of the eye of a storm, it's calm there. So is that a calm place for you looking out at the chaos or is it in the chaos? If that makes sense. Sometimes it's calm and (laughs) sometimes it's chaos. But but, I mean, most of the time chaos. And if you don't hone in on being specific on what your path is, then you get lost in the chaos and you don't get anything done. Mm -hmm. So you have to be very focused on what you need to do. You know, you have to have a well thought out plan. Yeah. As someone in the beginning of her journey of entrepreneurship and building a business, that resonates very heavily with me because I want to do everything, right? I want to do this. I want to do this. I have this idea, this idea. I just need to stick to the plan. I I really needed to hear that today, Marla. I'm so glad you said it. So then we'll move into the majority of the podcast where we're going to talk about a middle moment of your life. So if you want to take it away and tell us about your middle. I am a nurse practitioner. 
I always knew that I wanted to be a nurse. Um, I was very fortunate. My whole life has been, you know, to that goal. From the age of really eight, I've been working in a, in a you know, healthcare oriented field. Like my friend, my mom's friend ha was a doctor's wife. And gotcha. so I would file for them like, you know, during the summer. Um, and then when I went to high school, I went to a boarding school. And so we had to work at the boarding school and I worked in a nursing home. And so, you know, I was a candy striper, right? Yeah. And so then um, when I went to college, I, I worked as a, a server. But after that, you know, I became a medical assistant and then I finally went to nursing school. Then now I've found my way to being a nurse practitioner. So, you know, I'd finally arrived, right? Nurse practitioner, have a nine-year-old. And then we were moving into um, our house. Um, we live um, in Atlanta, Georgia. And so um, we had relocated. And so we were moving into our house and, you know, everything was good. And then on the day that we're moving into our house, an 18-wheeler rear-ends me and I'm in a four-car accident. And my life goes from being a thriving nurse practitioner that's about to move into a house to being disabled. Oh. And it was devastating. I was depressed. I was hopeless. I, I, I didn't know what to do. I the sole breadwinner. I'm a single mom. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't get any help. And then, like I said, you know, my mom's with me and I, I just, and you, you had know, just I, reached this goal of a house and right. Yeah. How right. long, just so that I can get orient, how long had you been a nurse practitioner at that point too? At that point, um, I had been a nurse practitioner for four years, but in okay. the current position that I was in, I had only been there for a little bit over a year. Yeah. So still so much fresh and new and like feeling like you sh made it and yes. then the rug got pulled out from under you yes yes yeah i was dealing with the pain and you know trying to wrap my head around you know what can i do to get better right you know not living with pain you know but what you know what can i do to get better right because i'm gonna get over this and um, then i had to transition to okay i'm gonna live with some kind of pain you know, yeah. Um, but thankfully, um, I, I was looking for a job. Yeah. Um, because being on your feet, running around, taking care of patients all day to sitting in the house and not being able to move because you hurt so much, but you still have all this pent up energy and you need to do something. You know, it just doesn't work to just sit around. I understand that. Yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was great to be a stay at home mom, you know, to my then three-year-old but i mean you were doing that with a three-year-old yeah yeah because it was six years ago mm -hmm. oh yeah. my gosh my so i have a, a three and a one-year-old and i am on my own disability journey and i cannot imagine taking care of my son full-time by myself you're a superhero i <laughs> i yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, my mom lived with me, you know, okay. and, you know, my, you know, my parents, you know, my, my dad and my stepmom, you know, they lived about 30 minutes away, you mm -hmm. know, so, you know, they helped out, you know, as well, but. But I mean, not having still... a true partner in it. So like, like I, my husband has essentially taken everything, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I cannot imagine the load and, and the weight that that would be on you. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was dark. It was dark. And, I you know, it. antidepressants helped me a lot. 
I, I did, I did go to therapy, um, in the beginning, I, I was angry. Um, yeah. you know, I was really angry and then, yeah, it, it, it took, I mean, it took a while. It's not yeah. like it was overnight that I had this epiphany of, okay, you know, either I can lay in this bed and wallow around for the rest of my life and not watch, you know, not raise my child uh-huh. or, you know, I can get up and do something about it. Mm-hmm. But um, the way that I got that mindset was by looking for a job. And um, I ran across um, this health coaching opportunity. And by the person telling me about health coaching, that's how I realized that I needed um, to get healthier as well. And not just healthier um, in body wise, but healthier for mindset. Yeah. And that's really how that program helped me and how I helped so many others, you know, as becoming a health coach. Change in, in mindset was, and where I was like, I've got to get up and I've got to push through this pain and because it's going to be with me for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Was there a moment like you kind of touched touched on this and honestly it's something I'm dealing with now so we're this episode's mostly for me other people can get what they need but that's fine uh one thing that I'm kind of going through right now is this like grieving of my old self like I am grieving um and my condition is unknown I've got profound fatigue and weakness in my limbs that comes and goes as it pleases and so I don't know what's going on I don't know if it's going to end Technically, I could wake up tomorrow and be fine. Now, I will say once I started saying that I am newly or temporarily disabled, I allowed myself to get some help, right? So I got myself a walker to be able to get around some of my house easier. I got this desk so that I could sit in my bed and still do some work, that kind of stuff. But I still haven't really accepted that this is maybe the rest of my life. So I, I guess I'm just curious about was that a decision that you made? Was it uh, part of like a diagnosis? Like, where did that come from? Nobody ever told me, hey, Marla, th- this is going to be it, right? Yeah. Because doctors don't want to tell you that. They do not. Um, <laughs> right, right. Because, you know, our whole thing about it is giving you guys hope. Yeah. Right? We, we, do, we don't want to stop giving you hope. And especially because um, I... Most of my nursing background, like 95% of my nursing background, and even as a nurse practitioner, I was in oncology. Oh, okay. Right? So, you know, we we want to keep hope alive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm also a realist because, you know, yeah. I also worked in palliative care for a little while as well. And so, you know, I know that there is also an end, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, I had to look beyond what the doctors were telling me, right? And I had to listen to what my body was telling me. And so while they really don't know why I'm having so much pain either, you know, because technically the x-rays and the CTs and everything say that I shouldn't be hurting as much as I am. And it's one of my least favorite things in the world. Tests that come back normal and you're like, but I'm not. (laughs) We can all see this. You know? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And, you know, family that's not so supportive and it's just like, you know, I, I don't understand why you, you know, are laying there. And don't yeah. you know that, you know, your kids are seeing you like that and that Can't that's just why. Just pull yourself up by your bootstraps and keep going. Right. Right. 
Why, why are you doing this? You know, you're, you're showing them how to, how to, um, be sick or, you know, you're showing them. Okay. Let, let, let me give you some, some, uh, uh, frame of reference. So, um, my son has, has anxiety, a little bit of it uh, has anxiety. And so, um, before we knew that sometimes, you know, he would have pain, right? Yeah. And so, when he would complain of pain, my parents would be like, oh, well, he's having pain because he sees you in pain. And so the reason why he's reacting like that is because of you. So you need to get yourself together so that he can get better. But really, that's just what he knows, right? He knows something's happening in his body. He knows that's not what he was feeling before. And so he called it pain. Right. And, And it's common for kids to do that. Yeah. You know, but instead of accepting or trying to figure out what is going on with him, the focus was on me. And, and oh. unfortunately, he, he's in because, you know, they didn't go to school today because all this, you know, stuff that's going on. Yeah. So, you know, of course, he walked in right then. Because you know, <laughs> just... uh, for the listeners, Marla had uh, her power went out last night, right. but it's back. This is just the series of of events to get to today. (laughs) But yes, so so yes, but but to to answer your question, yes, sifting through all that family junk and the friend junk of people not understanding about chronic pain, I had to find the emotional support within myself. I didn't know this was going to be so emotional, Lacey. Um, I had to find the emotional support within myself. Um, so I did have to come to terms with, with being like, you know, Marla, this is going to be you for the rest of your life. You may not know what's wrong with you, but you know that something is wrong and you know that you're not faking. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Did you question yourself? Because I'm constantly questioning myself of like, I can't move my arm right now, but am I making that up? Or because if I concentrate really, really hard and get the energy together, I can, but that's not normal. (laughs) Right, right. Can can, can I not move because I don't want to move? Is it because I'm being lazy? Um, The word lazy haunts me. Girl. girl. Haunts me. Yeah. So yeah, yes, I, I had to come to terms with the fact that this is how it was going to be. And I might get better. I might not. Um, and also I, I want to say I have a stimulator in my back. And so that tricks my brain into thinking I'm not having pain. Wow. And so, well, but that's been a struggle lately as well, because my stimulator has been malfunctioning. But you know, again, my providers are like, well, is it malfunctioning? It doesn't usually do that. What? Well, why is that happening to you? Well, everything I, happens to me. What, that's my right. that's a joke my husband always has. He's like, if there is something that can be minorly wrong with someone, you have it. <laughs> and then all the minor things add up, and then here we are. Uh, yes, yeah, I have a family member that I will not name that <laughs> says that as well. Yes. yes, yes. I will say he says it very lovingly of me, so I don't, yes. it's not in a judgmental way. Well, this family member does not. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, but um, I, I just, I had to, to come to terms with that. And, um, and I'm in a better place because of it. Yeah. And, so and when I, when I have oh, bad ahead, days, finish. no, that's okay. I was just gonna say when I have bad days, I do. And I can, yeah. and I do what I do. And when I have good days, I do. And I do what I do. And I try not to overdo it. And mm-hmm. that's the, my thing to you is don't overdo it. 
when you have good days because it just makes your bad days more frequent and worse. And it's so hard because you're so excited that you're having a good day. That's me today. I'm having a really good day. Got up. I put on makeup. I feel like I could take over the world. But then I have this like constant math and calculator in my mind of, you know, but don't push too hard because then you may be down for three days. Yes, yes, yes. And you look great, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I put on bright lipstick if I feel like I need to take out my day. So that's what <laughs> So I want to go back. So you you started health coaching. Yes. Uh, and that really helped your relationship with yourself and your own emotions and your body. Uh, take us from how you went from this health coaching to entrepreneurship. <laughs> right. <laughs> I want to know. So, yeah, I loved health coaching. But um, just because I love something doesn't mean that I was really great at it. Yeah. Um, because... At the core of my being, I am a patient advocate. And instead of selling you on something, you know, that I think you should do, I'm a, I'm a person about options. And, Speaking to the choir. You know. I was like, I literally made a TikTok because I enjoyed TikTok uh, two days ago that was like, I don't want to tell you what to do. I just want to give you options. And then you do what's right for you because you're the expert on you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Yes, but to be a successful health coach, you, you need to. to be like, this is what you need to do, yeah. and this is what you have to do, and blah, 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 and that is not me. Yeah. And so I was not successful. And the whole point was, or my, my whole mission in being an entrepreneur is to get off disability. Yeah. Like I, being on disability for me, I guess that's what I haven't come to terms with. Uh -huh. is being on disability because I feel like there are other people that are worse off than I am that should be on disability. See that there, there's, you know, that stigma. I, I have a problem with that. So um, being in that mindset of, you know, I wasn't raised to be on disability and, you know, see, I see that that's the part that people do get to me because, you know, I, I think, you know, am I, am I sick enough to be on disability? I can still do something. People find out I'm on disability. You can't work. Well, why, why can't you work? You have all these degrees. You know, and I'm like, well, it's because of the consistency and, you know, I'm on a lot of, you know, medications and, and, you and know, I get this, this look. Good like, days and bad days. They're unpredictable. Like, I yeah. mean, that's and, why you know, I started this is that I could not do my old job anymore. Yeah. I could not consistently show up that way. So I needed something that had the flexibility that I could dictate my schedule when I worked, how I worked. I can do so much laying down from my phone, I've learned. But I exactly could, I could not do that in my previous work and life. Now have I made a dollar yet? No, it's my goal. I'm gonna make a damn dollar at some point. But <laughs> it's it's hard. It's really hard. Yeah. I, it is hard. And and it's hard for people to wrap their minds around, you know, why why can't you do something, especially if you have degrees? I, I don't get it. So you're telling me that you can't stand up long enough? And, you know, you took care of patients all those years. I mean, they have telehealth. Why can't you do telehealth? Well, I, because I can't show up all the time. Yeah. And, the, and then, you know, you're not supposed to explain yourself. Oh, well, I'm, I'm not questioning you. I'm just, I'm sorry. Went off on another tangent. No. So I, again, you are very much preaching to the choir right here. <laughs> it's so, it's so hard to explain. And it's so hard to explain when you were 
this hardworking person. Again, this is something I very much relate to. I have two master's degrees. I define myself by work most of my life. And then I got here and it's like, well, what, what value do I have? I don't feel like I do anymore. And that, that pent up energy, like you mentioned, for me, I'm just creating in any way that I can. And someday I'm going to make money. That's the route that I'm going. It is hard when that's the person that they know. And it's like, but I mean, come on, can't you just do that? Not, not really. And especially as women, because we're so devalued anyway. Yes. Adds to it. And they don't realize how much they're still just pushing us down. So on top of feeling the guilt from, you know, not being the best mother that we can be because we're physically and mentally not able, can't cook as much as we want to. You know, we can't go out and play, you know, with our kids like we want to. I couldn't even teach my son to ride a bike. That killed me. I couldn't run with my son to ride a bike. But, you know, all they're saying is what we're what they think we're capable of and what we're not doing. Yeah. Absolutely. So instead of giving us or, you know, trying to be like, okay, can let giving us credit. That's what I'm trying to say for what we are doing. Absolutely. And, you know, not that I'm asking anybody to applaud me or, you know, be like, Oh, good for you. No, but at least, you know, keep the negativity to yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Keep that judgment in. I don't need it. Trust me. I'm judging myself enough. I don't need your Right. Right. I, I, got, I got the book right here. Hold on. Yeah. Think about how much you've judged me and know that I've done it about 30,000 times more. So. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but my entrepreneur journey. So, yes. So health coaching did, wasn't really working out for me. I wasn't making money because I'm trying to get off disability. I was still doing health coaching, but I was still looking for something else. And so I heard of a continuing education company that w- that they were trying to sell it. I, you know, asked about it. I was like, oh, that, that sounds like something I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, they were only meeting twice a year. And so I was like, okay, I can plan it from the bed. Yeah. And then I can, you know, make myself go twice a year. You know, you can rest your energy up, you can prioritize because you can do some planning for me at least I'm sorry I don't mean to no you're right no no you're right you know you you can do some planning I mean and and no I mean it's a three-day conference and yeah it's hard Mm -hmm. but you know you have to choose your hard yeah and for me that was something that was doable Mm -hmm. and you know I and I could see how I could make a difference And I was around my peers again, right? So I was talking my language again, right? So I was really, really excited. And and that's, you know, how that worked. Now, unfortunately, (laughs) um, in going through that situation, you know, they decided not to sell the business to me. And it became, you know, a whole nother storm. And I've lost a whole bunch of money that I didn't have. (laughs) But... I still love doing it. And I'm, you know, I'm hoping that can turn it profitable and make it work because Mm -hmm. that's really what I want to do. And I still want to get off disability. But I mean, we'll see. We'll see what God wants me to do, because now um, that I've started being really open about my disability journey, I've started feeling compelled to start talking about it more, Mm -hmm. you know, because I, I, I know that I wish that. I could have had somebody to relate to when I was yeah. going through it. Yeah. So, so yeah. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. To give audience like one takeaway or tangible thing, I love an action item. What would you what would you share? I would just say you can do hard things. I'm not saying push yourself, you know, over the edge, but I'm just saying, you know, plan and work towards it and get your mindset right. And you can do hard things, you know, just choose your hard, you know, choose choose your your hard. I love it. Can we put that on a shirt? Hey, (laughs) hey, I mean, I I, I wish it was mine, but actually I borrowed it from somebody else. But yes, choose your hard. Yeah. Sure hard. I love it. Yeah. If you guys would just tell your nurse friends to come and see me at um, educatrixseminars.com. Um, we have in-person and online continuing education credits um, for them so that they can um, renew their license. But I would love awesome. to see any of your nurse friends or physician assistant friends um, in person or online. Awesome. And you can follow us everywhere at educatrixaps. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so glad that we uh, fought through and didn't let all of our reschedules and whatnot stop us from from talking because I got so much out of this. So thank you so much. Oh, well, thank you. This is a lot of fun. I'm, yeah. I'm really glad that we did this too. As usual, thank you for sharing The Middle with me today. Remember to check out my writings at themiddle.com. That's the MDDL.com. While you're there, you can sign up for the weekly newsletter to get a little bit more middle in your inbox each week. I am a one-woman show, so any bit of support means the world to me. I want The Middle to be as accessible as possible, so I have several ways for you to support. You can shop The Middle with some merch or my books. The Lacey Loves affiliate links and recommended products, Patreon for additional community and content, and I also just have a tip jar if you'd like to leave a tip. If you like today's show, also make sure to subscribe at your favorite podcatcher, share with a friend, and maybe even leave a five-star review. Thanks so much to Lemon Music Studio for our theme music. It is literally called Sunshine, and that is certainly how it feels to me. Can't wait to see you in the middle again. Thanks for sharing the middle with me. As always, I hope you've been able to see a little bit of yourself in the story we shared today. Don't forget to follow, share, rate, review, and follow me on social media at Lacey Shares. You can always check out the Joyful Support Movement at joyfulsupportmovement.com and see all of the amazing goodness we have there, like No Shame in the Home Game, Pops of Joy, courses, resources, and of course, the Joyful Support Village. All right. Now go out there and spread some joy.